Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to um, this Easter special of Friends with Friends. Dave has prepared a few Easter surprises for everyone listening, haven't you, Dave? Yep, I have. Uh, I've prepared an Easter egg hunt, actually. So here's how it works. I'll give you the first clue. And then if you go outside your house and follow the directions to the first clue, you will find the second clue. And then you can continue the Easter egg hunt. Uh, until you get to the, the, you know, the final prize, which is a good, a giant Easter egg. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. So if you head out your front doors, take, take the podcast with you, presumably you're listening on like a phone or something, uh, turn left and then walk 300 yards and you want to find the tree with the most branches at the end of your road. All right. And under that tree, you'll find the second clue. Good. But remember, it has to be the tree with the most branches. Yeah. So if, you, if you're not sure if it is the tree with the most branches, it might not be the one. I think you should just sort of spend some time counting them. Well, exactly. Actually, it's the most branches in your metropolitan area. I think that was, that was the, the, right. the way we did it in the end. So you have to really know which tree has the most branches in, in your sort of home area. So it yeah. might be tricky. Anyway, so there's your Easter surprise. Enjoy it as you will. Um, and we'll report back to see if anyone finds the Easter egg next week. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. Well, did, I'd be incredibly but... surprised, frankly, but, you know, that's for different reasons. It's not yeah, supposed I to know. be easy, though, is it, Dave? It's supposed to be difficult, so if you can't find it immediately, remember to keep looking. It's been a tricky weekend for Jesus, so, you know, you have to have a tricky weekend, too. You have to suffer before the prize. Good. Bit of um, a, bit of a, a, a life lesson there for everyone, you know? Yeah, I think so. Hey, who's requesting this week's episode? That's a good question, Pete. Who is requesting this week's episode? Oh, I've not sent you it. <laughs> that's that's a shame. Uh, the request system whereby, for some reason, I read out the requests, which is a reason we've never really got to the bottom of. But because Pete deals with the requests, he always has to send me them on WhatsApp Hang before on. I can spontaneously read them out and tell Pete who's requested it, even well, though he's already probably read I, it normally. For, the, for time's sake. No, sh- oh. no. I read the requests. Oh, God. Send it. Uh, We're not fucking with the format just because you buggers up the admin, all right? The person who's requested this week's episode has. Well, you don't know, Pete, because I'll tell you in a minute. I've got a feeling that the person who's requested this week's episode (laughs) has got an email signature with their number on. Shall we? We could ring them, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is almost a good idea, except I don't know how we would do that technologically, you know? I mean, I guess we could just put it on speakerphone. Also, because unless. This person has 
I've just sent you it, by the way. Unless this person has been paying particularly close attention, she may not know that we are recording this episode this week, so she'd just get a random phone call from one of us. Hey, well, there you go. Look, it's Carla. It's Carla, Pete. I don't know if you need that. I'll just tell you who the request is. Well, I need that, Dave, because I just read it. This is an email request. We are enjoying the new email requests, aren't we, Pete? Would you like to read out the email request uh, email address? Yes. fwfrequests at gmail.com. If you've got a request, do email us. We enjoy electronic mail. Carla says, hi, guys. It's me. It is you. Correct. Um, One, obviously, I love you guys in the podcast and the quizzes. Shout out to myself at the Gala Cup. Ah, yeah. Two, I would like to request the one with Ross's thing. It is you, Carla. I see. We go back. God, this goes back a long way now, doesn't it? Uh, Lots of great weird things to quote. It's a Kundis. Fire safety is not a joke. Okay, here's all the quotes. I'm going to read these out during the episode, actually. Um. I still don't really understand the two more weeks of winter joke. Me I'm, neither. That's I, the one I didn't get. I I wonder that if it's the same joke that somebody messaged us earlier in the week to say they didn't get. Um, like, I get that it's about the groundhog thing that goes back into his den, but are they saying is the groundhog I don't understand? Anyway, keep up the great work, Pip Pip. Um, well, we'll get to that, shall we? At the relevant time. Yeah, well, it's quite near the beginning, so I have a feeling we'll get to it quite soon. Very soon. Would you like a synopsis in the meantime? Uh, yeah. So it's season three, Peter. We're getting to all the end of episode season. End of episode season three? Christ, use your words, Dave. The end of season three, the one with Ross's thing, uh, 456274. Nice. Afflicted with a mysterious skin condition on his back, Ross seeks advice from Phoebe's herbalist. Uh, meanwhile, unable to choose between dating a funky hi- a hunky fireman or a smart kindergarten teacher, Phoebe attempts to date both, though neither is entirely what she believes them to be. And Monica thinks Pete wants to break up after saying they need to talk, but when he returns from Atlanta, uh, she then thinks he's going to propose. Uh, but to her initial relief and then shock, Pete has a professional athletic ring built to pursue his dream of being the ultimate fighting champion. Where would you like to start, Peter? Uh, I mean, I don't have too much to say about Pete. Want to start with Pete? Yeah, let's start with Pete. Um, I mean, there's the seagulls. Oh, shout out to the weekly appearance of the seagulls. Well, are my seagulls or yours? They're yours, mate. I'm on. I'm by the sea, but you've got seagulls. It's a real. Yeah. It's a real head fuck. Um, I mean, to start with, Monica is right. We need to talk is a phrase with bad connotations, isn't it? Yeah, and also I think Pete should be quite aware that, um, despite it being the early stages of their relationship. Saying something that ominous to your partner who may have expectations of a proposal at some point in the future. Right. I can understand why Monica's like, he's gonna propose. Yeah, I mean it's it's it there's a bit there's a real roller coaster. I so my main problem with the whole thing is why does Pete need to wait till he gets back from Atlanta to tell her he wants to join the USC, basically. Well, he seems to see it as like a big life conversation, doesn't he? But in which case, you don't really need to tease it. No, well, exactly. And the te- not only does he tease it in the we need to talk, jumping ahead, he really teases it on the day, doesn't he, when he gets back. Seemingly, like he's in a tux, she's in a fancy dress. They've clearly been out for like a lovely proper night out, you know, to a dinner or the theatre or something. You know, they've had a proper fancy night out. Then he comes back to the house... He turns on the romantic lights. Yeah, he's asking for trouble there. That's really, what I mean. Not unreasonable really of Monica down. to think that a, a proposal's on the way in that context. No, absolutely. 
And then, like, how has he not really thought it through? And then he goes, I want to become the ultimate fighting champion. Uh, I, I think he's he's backed himself into a, into a tricky corner there, hasn't he? Although it does feel a bit like, you know, YouTubers these days are boxers. Hmm. That seems like he's just decided he's wealthy enough and has a platform to indulge in this desire that he has to be a UFC fighter. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think like doing a, a charity boxing match against another YouTuber is a bit different to trying to become. They're not even for charity these days. Are they not? Oh, God, Pete, I've lost interest, frankly. I've lost interest in it all. Not that I really had any interest in it anymore. Um, Maybe we should but- fight each other. A charity boxing match? Yeah. Or maybe we should fight against another pod. If you could box against another podcast, <laughs> who would you box against? Uh, I would want to... I'd intentionally pick someone I think I could beat. Okay, be careful here. Um, which podcast do I think I could find? <laughs> Are there any podcasts hosted by children? I don't want to we punch could, a child. Well, we could definitely beat them, Pete. That's what I mean. You've got to oh, be yeah, careful but... who you're picking here. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I have no plans to punch a child. Sounds like someone that wants to punch a child, would say. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Can we talk about Pete's video phone? Yes, I do love the video phone. It's built in, built into the wall, Pete. Also, he has... Um, he has voice automated lights almost 30 years before everyone else. Yeah, I can't work out if this technology really properly existed or they were just sort of taking the piss to, towards the future. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that lights on thing, like even now in 2023, you can't just say lights on. You have to say like Alexa lights on, you know? Mm. And I apologize to any of you listening to this out loud in a, in a room with an Alexa because this always happens to me when people reference it. If you say something like Alexa play, I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. You're asking for trouble there. Did it just happen? How many of you just <laughs> started hearing the intro to I Will Survive? No, quite interested to know. Let me know if that did happen. Um, but yeah, but he's like, it feels, I feel like they've nailed it in the current system, frankly, because without the trigger word, it can just listen to everything, right? Well, yeah. Uh, As happens with call mum, call mum, you know, suddenly you're calling mum and Pete's mum, apparently just sitting by the video phone waiting for a son to call. I absolutely love that they seemingly hired someone to be Pete's mum for about three seconds. It just speaks of quite a bleak relationship between Pete and his mum that he's bought her this video phone technology because clearly I'm not, not, I don't think that that many people would have this outside the business world. He's bought this video phone and he clearly calls so infrequently that she's just sitting waiting by the video. Although the camera quality is probably higher quality than most people are able to get on FaceTime these days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's hardwired with a remote as well, isn't it? So there's clearly some, you know, big tech at play here. I mean, let's not forget Pete's a billionaire. He's probably got the best thing that, that does exist. But, um, and, and also he's got the tech to take it with him. He's in Atlanta and he's got this full vision and vision yeah. portable, you know, video phone technology going on. He's, he's way ahead of the curve, isn't he? Um, so, so Monica is, Currently expecting Pete to break up. He's take, she's taken all her friends around to his house to, to water the plants slash have a little snoop. Joey's taken the snooping a little bit far, I think it's fair to say, by going through his personal financial affairs. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if someone went through your checkbook? Uh, checkbook? You feel like you're in the what? 90s because I, I was... <laughs> when was the last time you had a checkbook? I don't know eh? if I've ever written a check. I definitely have. Oh, I loved I remember when I got my first checkbook. I think I was like 12. Right. Who were you writing checks to when you were 12? 
Well, nobody really, but they sent you. I think they sent me one when I opened my first NatWest account to get my rail card or something. What was that? What was the offer? And I can't have been when I was 12 because that would be crap because he'd be a child anyway. But when I opened my first bank account, I think they sent me a checkbook and I was so excited because it seemed like such a grown up thing. And I don't think I ever wrote an actual check. But I remember when I used to work at Superdrug on a Saturday when I was 16. Did you? I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my first Saturday job, uh, second Saturday job after Hampson's the Bakers. But when I went to Superdrug, people would pay with checks like more commonly than you think. That's ridiculous. You know, for your, for your, makeup or something they'd get the checkbook out and you'd have to check their check guarantee card you have to carry a card around to basically say yeah this is a real check and i've got the money well otherwise you'd just be walking out of the shop with stuff for free wouldn't you well it's very you know catch me if you can sort of fraud levels isn't it back in the old days you could literally just write a check and give it to someone and walk away isn't that mad yeah like what a system who came up with that system that was so trusting that you could just basically write on a bit of paper. Are you sure I'll give you a hundred grand later? But can I have this car now? You know, <laughs> didn't see checkbooks getting uh, this much attention, but there you go. Like we like to, we like to give things the attention they deserve, and I think the checkbook, the humble checkbook, um, deserves all the attention it gets. Anyway, Pete's written a check for fifty grand to a ring designer. I mean, this is all perfect, isn't it? This is this is a good example of friends fast working out quite well well exactly again you can understand monica's confusion here yeah it's hard to tell what state their relationships are actually because later on she says they've only been dating a couple of weeks i didn't realize that i mean either way the breakup if you've only been dating a couple of weeks like a big breakup chat or a proposal is quite mad isn't it and then who tells monica that she can't rush into anything when it comes to marriage oh old rossy marriage face ross I mean, this is about a year before he marries Emily after six weeks of knowing her. Hypocrite. Absolute hypocrite. I'll tell you what was interesting about that bit, though. And because we know, of, of course, Ross's future, there's a bit where Ross is trying to give Monica advice about rushing into marriage. And I don't know about you, but my brain obviously went to, oh, here comes a joke about, you know, Ross rushing into loads of marriages. But of course, it's too early for that in the story. Just had the one. Yeah. Just had the one. So Rachel just says, what do you know? You married a lesbian, which actually is just really mean. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a really mean thing to say, considering at this stage, he's just a man completely heartbroken by the breakdown of his only marriage. Like, he's not become the marriage guy yet, has he? Sort of not quite foreshadowing, but uh, there's already jokes about just Ross being crap at marriage because his one marriage broke down, which I just think is a bit below the belt, frankly. Also, after dating a couple of weeks, they're already saying, I love you. Like, what, what is this relationship, Pete? I'll tell you what, this episode in general makes you take a good look at the dating scene of the 90s, doesn't it? Because we'll get on to Phoebe and her... Um, absolutely you know revolutionary mad situation where she's dating two people at the same time in the first few days it's like you know looking back at that in 2023 feels a bit what's the big deal here but monica and pete have been dating two weeks they're saying i love you and she's like oh he's probably going to propose now what's going on she does seem slightly unsure about the speed of it and then she gives it more thought and decides that she would actually be happy and that she should give herself the opportunity to be spontaneous doesn't she yeah, but I don't think spontaneous is meant for marriage, isn't it? Spontaneous is like, should we go out and get an ice cream, you know? That's like a, a thing that doesn't tie you down for the rest of your life. Yeah, fair. That's something spontaneity is supposed to be about, about that. Um, so yeah, anyway, so it turns out Pete's decided to become a UFC champion. Um, and 
got a ring designed, hence the ring design check. I mean, all I was watching here back now was going, God, what great advertising for UFC this was. Yeah. I mean, this must have been a big product placement deal, but they properly went full, full forward, didn't they? Still going strong. Well, very much so. They've just merged with a WWE P this week. They have. Pete could be a wrestler as well. He could be a wrestler. I mean, that again, I mean, that might have been actually a better move for him in the long run. Like, he could have probably trained to be a wrestler. He's just not much of a street fighter, is he, Pete? He doesn't have that sort of, you know, edge. If you and I were to have a Friends with Friends wrestling match, I think you'd win comfortably. Um, I'd like to think so, Pete, yeah. But why are we having a wrestling match now? Have we put the boxing match to bed? Uh, no, this is the sequel. I'd rather wrestle than box, I think. I think wrestling is much more fun and much more interesting. I think boxing is mad. I You're going to say much more intimate. <laughs> much more intimate. <laughs> I just want to sort of, sort of grapple, you know? Grapple our bodies together, Pete. It's much more intimate. <laughs> I feel weird. I feel weird. <laughs> Do you want to play... Uh, Absolutely, yes. Classic yes. stings to get out of the weirdness? So yeah, I'd rather wrestle than box. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Ross's thing? Uh, yes, Ross's thing. What's more remarkable, Ross's thing or Chandler's goatee? Uh, yeah, Chandler's facial hair is odd, isn't it? I also, it, there's a couple of things in the opening scene of this episode. Yeah. Um, when Ross says that he found that something happened in the shower, yes. Chandler says, was it like a sneeze, only better? Is, yeah. is that... Is that an orgasm joke? Yeah, it's a wanking joke, isn't it? It's an orgasm joke, yeah. Like a, like a sneeze, only better. That's how people used to describe it in the old days, didn't they? Did they? Do you remember that thing? <laughs> this is weird. Do you remember that thing where at the school, there was that thing where if you like put um, did the thing with your knee, do you remember that? No. Are you aware of this? No. People would say that if they're like, put, put your like all your fingers on your knee and then like sort of spread them out. That was supposed to be the oh, I know of an, eight, an eighth of an orgasm or something like that. An eighth of an orgasm. It was something ridiculous like that, yeah. And that was like that was a thing for a while. Anyway, like a sneeze any better. Like a little knee tickle any better. I don't think it oh anyway. No, it's I mean it certainly isn't, is it? It's, um, it's not I feel like it. if it's if it's anything like a sneeze, you're not doing it right. Well a sneeze isn't a sneeze is only satisfying in the sense that you finally got it out, as it were, you know? Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In it's fact, not- I'd say the the process of actually sneezing is a little bit stressful. Yeah, Especially correct. if you're driving. Very stressful if you're driving. Or just doing anything, really, like anything in public. There's a lot There's a lot going on there, isn't there? Um, but yes, it is an orgasm joke. Um, and this brings us to the joke that Carla flagged up. And a couple of people have messaged us about this week, which I presume is the two more weeks of winter thing, right? Yeah, that That's the one you didn't get, you said, yeah? Yeah, I noted it down. I was like, no, I don't get it. I mean, it's a, I think it's just a Groundhog Day joke, right? Oh, I see. So like the, the Groundhog casts a shadow or something? I can't remember. It's not, it's, we're not very good at Groundhog Day because we don't understand it, but I think the rash is the shadow or something, or maybe the Groundhog going back into its cave is something, I don't know. Anyway. That's that's the cover, I think. I don't think it's any more deep down than that. Well, um, well for clearing that up, Dave. I might be wrong, but that's what I always presumed it was. Uh, but that is a funnily blocked scene, isn't it? I like the way they sort of... I noted the way they sort of turned around so that when Rachel walks in, it's the full-on side profile of Chandler and Joey looking at Ross's arse, you know? It is quite nice that Ross goes to his close friends with a medical issue that he's clearly worried about. 
Do you know what? It's interesting that I thought that. I thought, nice that they have that relationship. But then Chandler and Joey's first reaction was, uh, no, go away. Like, as in, he's really making himself vulnerable here, guys. And you're basically just doing that school thing of going, ugh, that's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. But then, to put it back on Ross, when they say no, he just takes his pants off anyway. And that feels wrong now. Yeah, he really commits, doesn't he? Yeah, he's asked for, uh, <laughs> for them if they want to do it. He's, they've said no, and he's gone, do you know what? Pants are coming off anyway. Ross has his um, trousers down a lot in this episode. Yeah, Schwimmer's trouser ratio in this 22 minutes is is low, isn't it? As are the trousers, I guess. Yeah. Um, talking of sort of morally dubious things, I'm not sure that calling a load of doctors in without checking with the patient is very ethically uh, sound, is it? Well, especially when it ends up being some sort of team meeting. Like, if if they ever have to call a second doctor in, they always ask you if that's okay, don't they? They always sort of say, do you mind if I call somebody else in to have a look at this? Especially when it's, you know, trousers down sort of medicine. I do enjoy the doctor saying, that's not a third nipple. First of all, it's on your ass. It's on your ass, yeah. There's a lot of laugh out loud moments in this episode, and that is, that is certainly one of them. Um, and Ross becomes this, like, medical case study. I, I imagine this is an absolute nightmare for Ross, like, knowing his personality, you know, that he would really hate this. And he certainly does. Um, and no one can work it out. It's quite a weird storyline when you think about this, isn't it? It's the sort it is. Of- I do love the guru, though. Not sure why yeah. he's being called a guru, because, you know, in a professional sense, the guru is like a religious term, and isn't it? And yet he seems to be... Uh, a- it's certainly self-appointed, isn't it? Or guru at least of- just appointed by some sort of organisation that's given him this qualification, you know? Um, it's a weird fucking scene, actually, the whole thing. It's very funny, but when you really analyse what's happened, he sort of, he immediately knows what this weird thing is. He tries to put some cream on it and exacerbates it, and then he just get, gets it caught on his watch, which, frankly, would be very painful. I do love it when he suggests that they use a much stronger tool, love. Love. And Ross's reaction to that is great, too. <laughs> um, he's a very funny character, isn't he? Um, how do you spell Kundis? Oh, uh... How did you spell it in your notes? Uh... K-O-O-N-D-I-S. I did K-U-N-D-I-S, or D-U-S, I didn't know. Uh, is it a made-up word? Presumably, yeah. I mean, I haven't actually looked it up. I'm just going to have a little look up. Um... Yeah, I don't think it's real. It can't be real, right? I I can't. I don't imagine there's like a an actual medical term that the only time I've ever heard it and it's, it's legitimate is in friend. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. As worth flagging up, the only time, the only reason Ross goes to the Gora is because his sister points out that it's going to impact his sex life and people are going to talk about his body. You know, I mean, to be fair to Monica, you would absolutely tell true. your friend. Yep. Yep. My female friends that I was watching this with earlier today. Um, yes, I did make my friends sit down and watch an episode of Friends whilst on their Easter holiday, just so I could make notes on it. But they all, they both looked at each other and went, yep, we absolutely would. So I think that is, that is a fair analysis. It's just as always with friends, strangely, it takes his sister to point out the sort of sexual connotations of his issues, you know? Classic. Classic friends. Uh, should we have some adverts, Pete? Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. I'd like that too, actually. Hey, 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On to Phoebe. Phoebe playing the field. The field be. The field be. Um, shout out to Does a Dog's Lips Move When He Reads? Well, I can tell you for a fact, my dog, well, my dog's actually asleep and he can't read. Um, this whole storyline, as I pointed out earlier, is about Phoebe dating two people. And like, what stage of dating do we think this is? I'm thinking first and second dates, right? Yeah, it must be super early because um, I think you'd have a bit more of an issue on your hands if you were sort of deep uh, into exclusive it. with two people. I know that's a contradiction. Well, exactly, quite. And as as pointed out at the whole finale of this thing, you know, neither of them have said they're exclusive. So, what's the what's the big deal? It just feels like there's a huge, there's like in the in the modern twenty twenty three dating world, like this is absolutely normal, isn't it? Well, especially as like they both agree that it's fine, and one of them quite sensibly says, "Hey, we never agreed that we were exclusive." Exactly. Um, perfect response and then obviously his reason for then breaking it off anyway is like a funny one right it's like that's the, yeah, joke. the wooded area yeah um because he's the fireman but uh the the primary school teacher breaking it off because she'd had sex with the other one it's like yeah. well you've just agreed that it's fine that because you weren't exclusive yeah it's a strange line to draw i guess isn't it but then i i wonder if he yeah no you're quite right yeah we never said we're exclusive that that covers all bases doesn't it literally yeah you wouldn't you, we, you wouldn't be like oh we're never good or exclusive but if you've done anything with him you don't do it with me that's that's where i draw the line no you're quite right actually yeah i think i think everybody handles this quite badly basically overall is my is my thought phoebe ties herself in knots about this i mean i think just enjoy it mate just enjoy it have to have a couple of dates well, with a couple of people see what one issue i do have is that it was very right so you know how she marks one of them higher because he's got a great body, right? The fire. Yeah. It's very clear that Jason's the, got a good body, Absolutely, right? right? So she does not need to see him without his shirt off to know that he's got a great body. He is no. clearly ripped. When he's just wearing a T-shirt, like, that is one 
hunky guy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I know exactly what I thought. I think, um, and, and even if they haven't slept together, it feels implausible at this stage of worry that she wouldn't have at least seen his torso, you know? Or at least spent enough time with him to get a sense of the fact that, you know, he <laughs> a little squeeze, himself. Have a little squeeze on the biceps, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sort of like push her body against the abs and just go, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, uh, I mean, or as she puts it, so very burly. So very burly. Well, this is the classic thing of friends, isn't it? Of like, or I guess a TV in general is like, oh, look at that weird dorky guy who is just an incredibly good looking man with an incredible body. Do you know what I mean? They've just cast him going, oh, he's a bit of a dorky kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Um, and it turns out he's just a really, a re- it's a very she's all that moment, isn't it? Like, oh my God, he's taking very- the glasses off and letting the hair down means that you're now incredibly fit having been a massive nerd he's very hunky in a sort of cliche 90s way as well hairless tanned yes very hairless very hairless very tanned i mean you know frankly this is the sort of body i will never hope to achieve this is more this is more your bag isn't it you're very you're you're are you joking my body's nothing like that no but you're ripped aren't you i'm not i'm not ripped you don't think are you flirting with me this is going back to our wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, without saying too much, Pete, you know, like, like we've had this conversation before. Plenty of my female friends uh, fancy Pete Allison. Do they? That was, all, that was always traditionally a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're into, double, Hello. we're into double figures of women I've had to disappoint. Not for that reason. Uh, when it comes to you, <laughs> uh, because they, they think you're hot and then I have to break the sad news to them that. You know, they're not quite your type. Uh, that's a fair comment, yeah. Um, um, so there you go. I'm just saying, you know, you got you go to the gym. I'm not flirting with you, Pete, but like, you, you, you're you're well built, and that's all I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Is it getting weird? I think it uh, is. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back to the storyline. Um, they... Um, it's interesting also that, that the friends are sort of so outraged about Phoebe seeing two people at the same time as well. Like, there's a lot of moral, strange moral uh, judgments being made here, considering what's just happening. And she's in the early throes of casually dating two men, you know? I do like the... Um, I, I guess it's another example of friends being slightly ahead of the curve in, in some ways. In right. the phoebe's friends they're not really condemning her for for dating multiple people in fact classic joey sort of actively encourages it doesn't he yeah Um, oh yeah i mean joey always would wouldn't he but it's not like she's not really like shamed for dating two people that's not really what the storyline is is it no 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 it creates complications inevitably because she's dating two people and they end up in the same place etc etc but she isn't sort of uh made to feel like you know, she's a terrible person because she's dating. No, of course not. And what she does is make the absolute classic mistake, if you're ever in this situation, don't just take them both to the place you hang out all the time, because what are the chances they'll just drop by there? Probably quite high, you know? Like, Friends makes this error all the time, as in the Friends. You know, they're always taking people that they sort of see briefly to this one coffee shop which is like their sort of safe space you know like when russ walks in just to see them all after right it's just like guys go to go somewhere else have your dates and then 
if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you'd have to bump into them at this place all the time, you know? Yeah, and this is where it all goes wrong because Jason pops in and Vince is already there. And I mean, she's, you know, you know, no, no, uh, fire based puns intended, but she is playing with fire, isn't she? Which would you choose, fireman or teacher? Um, oh. Well, do you know what? No, I would choose the teacher. And it's only for the reason that when she goes to break up with a fireman, this specific fireman I'm talking about, like, sure, her problem is he's not very sensitive. He's just a big burly fireman, right? But then the way he sort of displays he is sensitive, I don't find very attractive at all. (laughs) Like, she sort of changes her mind because he goes, I had so much more left to tell you. Yeah, he becomes sort of overly emotional, doesn't he? Right? And I think at that point, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, glad I'm out of that. This felt like, you know, after after two to three dates, if that's what we're getting, you know, if that's the stage we're getting to, I don't want to really pursue this role. He goes very hard on the emotions, doesn't he? He does. He does. Whereas I think Jason's pretty, you know, rounded fella. Oh, talented, caring. Certainly rounded in the old pectorals. Good abs, good pectorals. Exactly. One kindergarten teacher for me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That was was a weird phrase, to be fair. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, That's your catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phoebe also is over-panicking and over-worrying constantly, I think. What are the chances, for example, that... With a car burning out in the right. middle of Manhattan. But also, why does the car spontaneously burst into flames? <laughs> that is literally a parked car, and suddenly it's on fire, quite aggressively on fire. Yeah, there's nothing that seems to cause the fire, is there? It's, uh, you know, the 90s technology what, what, wasn't what it is today, Pete. You know, cars would just burst into flames at any given yeah. moment. But once the car is in flames, what are the chances that of all the fire fighters in the new york fire department <laughs> that it would be vince that turns up to put out this fire the exact same one yeah yeah i think it's very that's very um sort of coronation street logic i don't know if you ever used to watch any soaps but that idea that in in any given world there's only like one doctor and one fireman and you know anything that happens it will be that person that turned up to to sort the situation out you know there's also a, a reference to it's, it's phoebe that says it and she's talking to Monica about the the dress that Rachel spots in a magazine. There's a reference to them going clubbing. Phoebe says, oh, you can wear it clubbing. When do we ever see this group of friends clubbing? Uh, I can only think of one incident that is something that could be described as akin to clubbing, and that's when Ross gets off with Chloe, the Xerox girl. And it's not really a club, yeah, it's, just a, it's just a busy bar, I guess. But it's, you know, there's a dance floor. There ain't, there ain't many dance floors in Friends, are there? No, absolutely not. They're not necessarily the clubbing type, are they? Um, go with the sissy. Hashtag phrase off of the 90s that probably wouldn't make it onto television today. Although I do like that that joke ends up being about Chandler. It's a, it's a, good, it's a funny punchline, isn't it? It's just, a, it's just it, it's one of those, you know, you get them in Friends every now and then where you go, ooh, well that, <laughs> that feels a bit, a bit off colour. Yeah. Um, and then finally, a little fun fact for you, Pete. Uh, both Vince and Jason, um, dating Phoebe in this episode, are in the cast of Queer as Folk, the American version of Queer as Folk. Are they? Yeah. I've watched some of that. There you go. I think one of them, I can't remember which one, I think it's Vince was only in like seasons four and five, but they're both. Both in that, the end. Quiz? 
Do we have a? Do you want to know if we've got a quiz? You know if we've got a quiz because we I sent know the email quiz, address. I to it? send you it. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen it, so it's your turn to quiz me. I think. Oh, okay. The quiz comes from Beth. Hey, Beth. Thanks for the quiz, Beth. Question one: Vince holds the record for the most hot saves. Yes. How many has he done? Ninety-eight hot saves, highest on the force. It is ninety-eight. Thank you very much. Question two. Pete wants to talk to Monica when he gets back. Back from where? Atlanta. Correct. Question three. What is the drink that Chandler drinks throughout the episode in the coffee house and in Monica's apartment? Oh, crikey. Uh, Beth says this is uh, blatant product placement. Is it? Christ, I didn't notice that at all. What is it? Yoo-hoo. Pardon? Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Not sure I've ever had a Yoo-hoo, frankly. Um, I bet you like a milkshake. Um, I do like a milkshake. Yeah. I really like a milkshake, Pete, actually. Very big into a milkshake. Question four. What number engine company does Vince work for? <laughs> she says, blink and you miss it. Yeah, I, uh, I have to say, I blinked and I missed it. Guess a number. Uh, 342. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. How many doctors are there in the room with Ross? Oh, that's a really oh, good question. Beth, 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 what are you, what are you doing to us here? Uh, I don't know, so I'm going to say nine. It's more than that. Seventeen. Fuck off, are there? Apparently. I believe you, because you've counted it for the quiz and I haven't. Seventeen. Yeah. Do you know what? This is one of my huge Achilles heels in life, Pete. I don't know how many people there ever are. What do you mean? Like, if you show me a group of people, I do not know how to estimate how many people are there. Do you know what I mean? If I see, like, a small concert on TV, I you could tell me there's 100 people there or 2,000, and I'd believe you because I, I can't estimate sizes of crowds, you know? Unless you work in event security, I don't imagine that's going to become too much of an issue for you. No, that's true. And I'd probably put, do something about it if I did work in event security, I imagine. But I'm just, just saying, I'm just not very good at it. Go on an accounting course, good. wouldn't you? If you just like how many people can fit in your local pub, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I'd be like, I don't know, 100? And they'd be like, no, it's 350. I'd be like, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know how many people <laughs> there are. How many people are in this theatre? I don't know, millions. Thousands, 20, who cares? Anyway, it's just something I struggle with on a day-to-day basis, Pete. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy being green. Dave, there is Pete. a huge first for next week's episode. It is not a single request. It is not a double requester. Oh my God, Pete, what could it possibly be? It's a triple requester. A triple request. Holy fucking shit. It's a triple requester. Half the podcast is just going to be me reading out the request, isn't it? I know. And it's season four, episode one, the one with the jellyfish. Ooh, the one. So we're only skipping ahead, like three eps here. Yeah. Get ready to piss on each other's legs, guys. Oh, God. These episodes are getting more and more intimate as we go, aren't they? I know. First we wrestle, next week we piss. (laughs) Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.